Untitled Van Life Project podcast. I thought it was Untitled Van Life Project, the podcast. Now we're episode 11. I need to get this right. What is it? <laughs> it is titled The Podcast. The Podcast. Yes. It, it is like The Podcast. It's like its own thing. Like The Podcast. Like when people are talking, like, did you listen to The Podcast? They mean the Untitled Van Life Project, the podcast. So technically, our podcast name is just called the podcast. (laughs) Is that what is that we've made under the umbrella of Untitled Van Life Project? (laughs) Yes. Is everyone following along? Can you follow all this stuff? (laughs) So next time someone asks, "Oh, what's the name of your podcast?" Say the podcast. The podcast. Okay. Okay. I think we've explained all that. I think we got it. (laughs) Yes. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to episode eleven between Caleb and I. So our van life stories. That's what you dubbed. The you and I stuff, right? That's what I've been calling yeah. it, is van life stories, where we just, it's just me and you on the app. Untitled Van Life Project, the podcast, van life stories. Yes. Wow. Okay. There we go. So yes, welcome to episode 11 of Van Life Stories. It's kind of, it's been a minute since we have checked in, since we have caught up, both I think with ourselves, with each other, and <clears throat> obviously on this platform, the podcast. If a minute to you is like two and a half weeks. <laughs> no, I mean, it's been probably like a month. It's been over a month. Since we recorded the podcast? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well. It's weird. Time goes by like super fast. Like it doesn't feel like it's been a month. But also I feel like like if we go back to the last podcast recorded, so much has happened. Well, now's your chance, listeners, if you want to go make yourself a cup of coffee, crack a cold one, do a shot. It's going to be a long night. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. This could be the best episode ever. Each one just keeps getting just better and better. We've got a lot to track to keep track on, yeah. to track up on. Yeah, my mind needs to, like, organize everything. So the last episode we recorded was in Salida. We were in Salida, Colorado. We were in Salida, Colorado. Can anyone guess where we're recording this podcast? Write it on the sheet of paper and send us a screenshot before we give you the answer. And if you get it right, we will... That's a lot of trust in the people. Oh, yeah. I'm just trusting the people. People can trust. You you got some time here to figure out where we're recording this podcast right now. Yeah. Yeah. Guess wisely. Do, 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 Okay, that's it. Tell them. Oh, I was going to hit it with you. Okay, so the answer is we are in right outside, I guess, of Indio, California. Uh, Right outside of Joshua Tree National Park is probably what I would say. (laughs) Yes, that's definitely what we're right outside. If you want to talk cities, though, Indio, California. You know what? If you just guessed California, you're right. You get a gold medal, blue ribbon, all the things. Which one? Both of them. PBR doesn't have both. They just got the blue ribbon. If they're a blue ribbon and gold medal, it'd be like... P-B-G-R. Oh, wow. <laughs> Doesn't work out as well. But yeah, we are in right outside of Joshua Tree National Park, California, recording this episode right now. Last one, we were in Salida, California. Salida, Colorado. <laughs> Holy shit, how did we get here? Well, I <laughs> drove from Colorado all the way here. Why do you, you just... You <laughs> have taken some easy routes and traveled by via... The airways to Phoenix. Yes, I decided to go the quicker, quicker routes. No, well, before that, though, we had Halloween where we got to karaoke. Caleb karaokeed for the first time on Halloween. We haven't recorded since then. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. So much has happened. I did do some karaoke. That's what well, we weren't in the van, though. I know. Okay. That wasn't part of Van Life Stories. Yeah. Is everything in our life, though, part of Van Life Stories? Because we live in a van. Wasn't in the van, but Caleb did karaoke on Halloween. 
No, but I did kind of take some some cheat routes to get all the way down here to this part of the country. <laughs> you didn't take some cheat routes. You just flew to Phoenix. Yeah. Because you were not in Colorado. Yes. I left Colorado for a little bit to go back to Nashville for my sister's wedding. And after that, during that time, Caleb was driving down to Phoenix because we had to be in Phoenix for something. So I ended up flying to Nashville and then flying to Phoenix. And I feel like the whole time I was in Nashville, I feel like all you did was drive. Basically, it's like a, well, I had like one 24-hour period of being in the same spot. But yeah, it was just me and the boys, mm-hmm. all the boys. Boys trip. Yep. In the van. And uh, we just road tripped down. We went across to Utah. That's where I spent 24 hours in Moab. And then went down, stayed another night at a parts you know like north of uh, monument valley and then came down stayed the night in sedona and then picked you up in phoenix one morning early one morning yeah and then yeah any which spot so you stayed at this really really cool spot in utah i did i did and it's not moab not and, moab yes <laughs> and i'm not going to tell it on the podcast but i will describe it and then if you want to know Paint where it is and want to come out and join it's like the most epic off-grid spot ever one person that recently one of our friends uh, described it who had been there he described it as <laughs> and this is a, a hilarious description if a, he said if an alien <laughs> species ever wanted to do a big battle against the humans of earth <laughs> Uh, against humanity it would be in this area of the world <laughs> i didn't hear reason. that yeah. oh my gosh yes um and i was like that's great uh, wow but essentially yeah driving i had only we'd only really spent time in moab mm-hmm. when it comes to utah yeah um, and when i was in moab saw a huge snake i think some of you guys have already seen that on instagram i'm so glad i wasn't there for that <laughs> it was awesome just crossing the road i got out as anyone would do and got a closer look mm-hmm. because when anyone? you see like a six foot snake you're gonna get out i don't know how long it was it's got to be up there though Oof. <laughs> oh and no it was long i think i would say longer than six feet it based on been. your video i should have laid down beside it as it no, was slithering because no, it was, and then just measured and you know what, babe? I think you did enough. You got close enough, enough to it to get a good video. I don't think you need to lay down with the snakes. Okay, fair. Okay. Fair. I'm sure you'll see it in one of our little uh, video recaps that we post on mm-hmm. Instagram coming up. But we're behind on those. Anyways, yeah. So this cool spot. It's like... So driving south of Moab, first of all, you come across another huge-ass arch that's not even part of Arches National Park. And, it might, and it's just right off the road. I think it's called Wilson Arch. I just passed it and I was like, but that's the biggest arch I've seen. And it's not even in Arches National Park. And it's right here, like an hour or so south. So basically, southeast Utah is just all a national park. Yeah, basically, because yeah. it takes another hour and a half to even make it to another entrance of Canyonlands. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was still driving, and then I had been driving like an hour and a half to two hours south of Moab. And all of a sudden, you see Canyonlands National Park south entrance this way. I'm like, oh my gosh, this park is big. It's a big one. I guess not as big as the Grand Canyon. Which, more on that later. More on that later. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and then I came to this spot. It is... Okay, and then another thing, the Mexican hat rock. This was a rock I was passing once again in the van with the boys in the back. And I drove it. I uh, drove past it. It was out of my left window. And I did like a double take. And I was like, I feel like I need to turn around and go get a picture of that. Because I think any time someone drives past it they need to take a picture because it could be the last picture ever of that rock looking like that it's literally like a balancing rock with a a huge slab on top of it like a boulder with a long slab on top of this pillar and you're like that does not make sense how is it staying there yes so 
I have a photo of that too. Anyways, the spot I was getting to, it's almost like you were in Canyonlands. Like you're you drive into the spot and it's just like at the massive, bottom of the canyon. It's like a mi- yeah, at the bottom of the canyon, mm-hmm. and you can drive all the way back into the canyon. It's like a mix of can like being in the canyons and then probably also like Monument Valley esque, like very like huge cathedral like on like random un uh like explained rock formations and it's just like the land just drop here it's it's crazy but extremely off grid um no one like the spots there's no one around for miles like complete seclusion uh yeah we need to go back there and wow. everyone i've come across that knows about it they're like just as they're like about alien battlefields. <laughs> yeah, alien battlefields we're gonna battle the aliens right here and i'm like we would get wiped out well, I'm really excited to go to this spot. And honestly, if that description sounds intriguing and beautiful to you, that's where you can meet us. Hit us up. We do need to plan like an event there, like a two-week off. Because the other the other hard thing about it is the only closest city, it's like almost three hours south of Moab. Uh-huh. And then the next closest city is in Arizona. I, okay. I can't remember what I, I came across first. You told remember me. I mentioned it. Yeah, I can't but remember the name. But it's like a stretch where it's like if you need provisions, it's a, it's a round trip to get to it so go in provisioned up basically so, yeah go in provisioned up we're gonna get that what was that city in arizona i can't I know because I'm, I'm not gonna yeah i I'm don't want to drop the name you. of the, the spot where it was but i'm gonna get it for you <laughs> amy's pulling it up here thank god for service in joshua tree national park it's not so bad i feel like it started with a y but i could be wrong you know what you can't find it i am struggling here Anyways, it's a cool spot, and then I drove from there to Sedona, so it's kind of just like a few hours north of Sedona, and uh, drove through Flagstaff. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I'm going to stop worrying about it, you know? Were you worrying about it anyways, or were you just looking for it? Oh, I was just looking for it, because I'm worried you're right. (laughs) But yeah, I'm pumped to go back to that spot. Thank you for sharing that with us, and thank you for keeping it a little secret to give people an incentive to come out here and meet us. Well, it's one thing we've been talking about, uh through this van life and things that you see on you know social media because mm-hmm. that's because tag that's, responsibly that's the end all of the, the say all end all of the world mm-hmm. world of social media is yeah tag responsibly people want to keep you know lots of people right now especially during covid i mean we're one of them this year but we were planning this pre-covid we bought so the van pre-COVID. we're kind of one of those weird people who were like we we're gonna be doing this anyways and then covid hit and now a lot more people are doing it because you can't travel internationally. Um, and so these places are ex- getting extremely crowded and lots of foot traffic. And yes, if this were to continue, and obviously the world is uh, blowing up in terms of population, then these places are going to become trampled and mm-hmm. desolate. Lots and of not wear and as tear. Beauty. Yeah, lots of wear and tear. And it's hard to be like, well, I'm also a part of that. But um, when we talk about like giving suggestions to other van lifers and travelers and stuff, like one thing that I don't want to just like put out there on the internet, be like, Hey, here's a great spot. Whether we Mm -hmm. post about it or something, or even say it in the podcast is these spots. I'm rather, that's like a word of mouth thing. It'll become overused if we do that. And if everyone did that as well. And I kind of, there is, I just want it to be organic, maybe not overused, but I just want like, if like we've, We've talked about even getting spots from people like the bartender in Telluride mm-hmm. or even the last, the people we've met in Sedona always just like hand, like when you meet someone and you tell them a spot, mm-hmm. they tell you a spot. And like, that's, I feel like oral tradition of, of like land is how that needs to be kept. Well, that's how it happens naturally. I think there's something to be said for like really taking the time to kind of let the universe guide you to your spots, mm-hmm. whether that's. 
I mean, I think in that even can mean you doing because re- like I do research on spots that we go to. I'll say every spot we've been to, actually, you can find on Campendium, mm-hmm. an app. So mm-hmm. it's out there. It's just that. Well, you have to take the initiative to do it, and then you get to see all your options, and you pick which ones, or you step out of your comfort zone and maybe ask the bartender at the local restaurant you're mm-hmm. at, or yeah, you meet someone and they just you don't even ask; they just offer the information. Yeah, up most to of the you. time, it just anyone you meet who's also tra- like living the traveling life will just offer up all these like, mm-hmm. "Yo, I was just in these five spots; they're amazing. Have mm-hmm. you been here?" Yeah, but I feel like too, if everything just happened that way. Um, like you were saying, the oral tradition, a little more natural, speaking to each other way. Mm-hmm. I don't think these places would get too trampled or too overcrowded because it would just be happening naturally and there wouldn't be a huge influx of people in a short period of time. Yes. There's a lot of just like sightseers yes. coming and going. And, and it's also, like, we live out here. <laughs> the rules, rules are, are different. different. More on that later. <laughs> but also, I mean, when you're... Living on the road and trying to find spots to stay, like, th- like sometimes maybe you're gonna you have a plan to go to one spot and then on the way there you see something better, you see something different, mm-hmm. and you go and you go off and explore that, and that's just kind of part of the whole adventure. It's kind of part of the whole yeah. travel life. Well, finding spots, I don't know if I'm sure we've touched on this before, but it's a huge part. It's one part of, of yeah. van life. It's one part I think that um, over the last few months and even the last few weeks that we haven't talked about, we've had like we've stayed with friends or friends have come and stayed mm-hmm. with us. Or, like, traveled with us and, like, We've had life. a reason to be places. Is that no. what you're saying? I meant, like, <laughs> I mean, like, when friends come and, like, camp with us. Yes. Um, like, and we want to do things, mm-hmm. a big part is, like, it takes sometimes an hour and a half to, like, find a spot. You go down one road, it doesn't work out. You go down another road. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's before you can, like, settle and, like chill on your couch essentially when you yeah. get home and like that's just almost an everyday t- it doesn't have to be an everyday type thing but it's probably more days than not where we spend a few hours of our day just like coming and going and finding a spot to park yes and it's like i think uh um yeah i'm just like it feels like it takes a long time to to certain aspects but it just becomes a part of the van life where it's like no we have to if we move it's going to take us you know some time to find a And just because you have, like, an idea of a place in mind, like someone's told you of a spot or Mm -hmm. you researched one, you've looked one up, um, that doesn't mean, like, like, if it's two hours away, that does not mean you are in your spot in two hours, you know? Yes. Like, it's, I think, is what you're saying. Like, you get there and it's like, okay, I'm at that spot. Now I have to drive on all these forest roads all around Mm -hmm. and find the spot we want. (laughs) Do we want to be, like, really close to the main road so, like, we can get out? Like, maybe if it's a one-nighter and we're Mm -hmm. just going to get out and leave the next morning, we'll... Just find, like, the closest spot to the main road. If we know we're going to be there for a couple of days, maybe we want more space. We'll keep going. More space or even just, like, a little bit more of a prettier spot. Yeah, a know, better view. A better view. Or do we, yeah. Or we better want... cell service. Or even sometimes you get to spots and all the spots are taken. You're like, this is too full. And you mm-hmm. just have to find another one. Hopefully you have someone back up. But that is a big part. That is a yeah. big part of van life. And it's we're learning to, or at least I'm... Yeah, we're learning, I think, when we want to do that. I mean, it's obvious mm-hmm. you don't want to do that at night. We did do that at night recently, like in a spot you've never been before. Yep. It's not fun. <laughs> it kind of... It I, d- I didn't little, enjoy it. It can get a little... I mean, the, that is the good thing about the van traveling at night. You literally just like pull in anywhere, and then you're kind of ready to go, as opposed to having a camper or an RV or something like that where you got to get set up. To it stay. could be worse. It could be a lot. We worse. have to like get out. We have it the easiest, on. and we're still complaining. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so if you're if you're an RVer or a tent camper or 
someone who has to set things up once you get your spot outside, kudos to you. That's awesome. But that is def- that is a perk of living in vans. We don't have to do that. But, but we're still, still we'll still choose to complain. <laughs> yeah, we like we like to get situated before the uh, the sun goes goes down. Obviously, but yes. it's just the process of getting situ- like moving and getting situated that will take like an hour and a half to two hours. And I feel like when people are like following us to do this, it's like that's just a part of it. Mm-hmm. Like I know maybe we're no people aren't used to spending an hour and a half to two hours driving around just like looking for, for a, a spot home. to stay. But it's like hey, we're gonna stay in the spot for three to four days. We want yeah. it to be good. I mean, we've met people on the road who will take days mm-hmm. and like go and scout a few hours you know around to where they're staying now we'll take like a few hours drive to go make sure like hey this spot is going to be where we want to move next mm-hmm. like that's become a part of it but you still kind of run run a risk or like keep things in the hands of the universe of like but someone could be parked there when we try to come next oh time, yeah you know i will say i'm a little looser i think when you're not here like when i was traveling down to colorado <laughs> uh-huh. i'm just like at last to arizona, to arizona yeah. i literally just like pull up a spot in campanium last thing i'm like oh that one's off the road right here and that's yeah. how i found that awesome spot <laughs> but sometimes if you're traveling that's all you need you're just like i'm this that's isn't true. my final destination yeah. like i'm traveling so you don't have to get too attached to it it's just a spot to park and yeah. you keep going but then you sometimes that happens you look back and it's like wow i've stayed in a different spot yeah. for the last 10 nights and in that's a row when it gets exhausting and that's when you're like i do i'm starting to feel that i feel that wear. i need <laughs> yeah. like i need to chill out for a few days that wear of looking for spots setting up breaking down all those yeah. things okay yeah. i feel like i went completely off topic that's i'm okay. sorry it, it happens but that's that's this a big thing to understanding van life a van life like it is. that that is a huge part of it you got it like hours of your day is allotted to doing that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. makes and trips. you just got to be patient and it's going to make trips longer yeah and it's yeah. going to make driving time longer. Yeah. Like, yeah, it'll take, like you said, two hours to get to the road, but it's going to be another 45 minutes mm-hmm. to an hour and a half before we, like, drive down the road, mm-hmm. scout it out, try one spot. We're like, nah, no service, try And another the spot. driving is, like, 10 miles an hour. Yes. Like, <laughs> so it's, it's not a lot of ground cover. We'll go down these washboarded roads, and people in trucks are still, you know, hitting 60. But yeah. I can go, like, 15 to 20 there you go. Okay. before everything in the van just <laughs> falls in on little car key over here. Oh. Oh, <laughs> speaking of the devil. He just rolled over on his side. We're speaking of Jet. He's yes. our Corky mix. You have a Corky mix? There's a Corky mix in there? <laughs> so, yeah, Caleb drove down to Phoenix, found some cool spots. I was in Nashville celebrating my sister and her new husband, Lance, getting married. Love y'all. That was so fun. Congratulations. Then I flew to Phoenix and met you. And that was your first time in Arizona? Welcome to Arizona. No, I've seen the Grand Canyon before. Damn it. That was your first real time in Arizona. (laughs) Like, you talk about this past life where it's like, I've seen the Grand Canyon, and I traveled out west in an RV, and I'm like, this is, you have not. You have not done that. I did, 100% with my family. It does not feel like it is in your (laughs) system. (laughs) I mean, it is in my system, but when you, like, these, the things we saw, like the Grand Canyon and Yellowstone, like, they're all so amazing that, like, when you see them again 15 years later... You're still like just completely struck and overtaken with it, mm-hmm. and the way nature is, it probably looks different too. So it wasn't your first time in Arizona. <laughs> Damn it! Thanks for that though. Good try. Yeah, um, yeah it was our first real time to hang out in Arizona. It was our first time in Arizona together. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh yeah, you've been before without me a couple times recently. Yes, I've been a few times. But yeah, you picked me up in Arizona, and we had a couple days to kind of like reset and chill. Then we went to the workshop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, Darling Workshop, run mm-hmm. by uh, Henry and Beat. Mm-hmm. They're awesome. Yeah, they had an awesome 
just tiny, tiny workshop. I think there are only four attendees. Yeah, COVID rules. COVID rules 100% <laughs> apply. Um, it was really cool. It was really cool to get to kind of be in Phoenix. We were in, I guess, Scottsdale, technically, the Paradise Valley mm-hmm. area. But the places that we shot were really cool. They weren't too far from Phoenix. Purple sunsets. That's the big thing that stands out to me. Yeah, Arizona's, uh, their license plate, or their kind of main one, is, like, perfectly on brand yes. for sunsets. Like, if you see an Arizona license plate, be like, oh, yeah, that is exactly what the uh-huh. sunsets look like. Whoever the artist who created that, they did a great job. They studied some sunsets in Arizona because that is exactly what they look like. I mean, they're different and they're beautiful. Mm-hmm. And, like, the scenery around is, like, yeah, the mountains where the sun is, like, uh, back east always turn, like, purple yeah. hues. Yeah. With, like, the saguaro cactuses right there. It <laughs> is a sight to see. A I mean, the, the color gradient in these sunsets here are things that I've, like, colors I did not know this guy could produce. I feel like we should get some of this Corgi ASMR on the camera real quick. On the, on the on, mic? On the mic, on the camera. Get Corgi on the mic! Corgi on the mic. Hold on. Okay. This is going to be a beautiful Are little... Are you doing this? If you guys want to take a nap real quick. Or just close oh, your eyes. Give me yours. Close your eyes and meditate. Oh, damn it. Ah! Okay, never mind. <laughs> we hit his food bowl and it was <laughs> It was great, though. One of the best things in the van, though, is Jet's new snoring ASMR. He did not really do it this often when we lived in the house. Mm-hmm. He'd do it a little bit. But it's more nights than not now. I'd say like 85% of the time he's got a good snoring ASMR going and it's just... I think it's just van life. Like, he is 100... Exhaust- like, if he's exhausted. awake... Yeah, exhausted. Like, I mean, back in our house, he would spend 18 hours on the couch or the, or his bed <laughs> and then, like, be active maybe, like, four to six. <laughs> I don't know, with the backyard, we gave him a little bit of time. Yeah, but a little bit. But still, he would spend a lot of time on the couch. And now he's, like, very stimulated. So I th- feel like when he sleeps, he is sleeping hard. Mm-hmm. And you can hear it. And you can, yeah, it's audible. He's also old. So after the workshop ended, we went from Phoenix up to Sedona. Also Phoenix. Like, first time okay. seeing Phoenix. Yes. And uh, driving around Phoenix. Well, we, And it's it's sprawling. It's big. Because, yeah, we were in Scottsdale. We were in Paradise Valley, technically, which is a very nice part of Phoenix. Um, Be nice. And we still haven't seen all of Phoenix, but it is really big and sprawling. It's like a lot of suburbs. I wasn't super impressed. I always give my reviews. Did on you have cities. high high expectations for Phoenix? I thought it'd be pretty cool. Maybe just Arizona in general. I was kind of high on. It. I was like, Phoenix will be pretty cool, but it honestly kind of rem- reminded me of like a, a Dallas type place. So you think Dallas isn't cool? I don't like Dallas. <laughs> That's Dallas. That's Dallas. <laughs> no, sorry, Dallas Texonians. I don't like Dallas. <laughs> but we like people. And there. Phoenix underwhelmed, but that wasn't the reason we were in Arizona. Yes, we weren't there for Phoenix. We were there for warmth. That's enough. Yeah. Why did we? So we had to be in Phoenix for that workshop. But besides that, that was it. That was our last thing on the schedule. We did not have to of the stay year. in Arizona. No. And we ended up staying in Arizona for like almost a month. Pretty much a month. Wow. Yeah. It's been. It might have been the longest spot we've stayed in the same state. Well, we spent a lot of time in Colorado. In Colorado. Yeah. But like we were mainly in the same. For the majority of the Arizona time, we stayed in like the same spot. In Sedona, we were there. For almost three weeks. Mm-hmm. Because we had nothing on our side. We had nowhere to be. And we wanted, we honestly, going into Arizona, we thought it was going to be warmer. We thought it would <laughs> be a not, little warmer. It's not horrible. But we did, like, we only, so we had that workshop. And then we were like, we're just going to stay in Arizona because it's going to be warm. Like, I want to be able to be outside in the evenings and, like, all day and in the mornings. 
it's not warm enough for that. I have the hiccups, <laughs> and I'm really trying to hold them in. <laughs> so I feel like it looks like I'm gagging. But I don't know what you're doing over there. <laughs> and scratching your back. Yes. But we decided just to stay in Arizona. We had planned that just because we thought it was going to be super warm. And, yeah, it is warmer. It's warmer than Colorado. It's warmer than Moab. But I kind of thought it would be, like, I mean, not just, like, early summer Colorado days where I could walk out. Like, I could be shirtless outside all day. Yeah. And I could, like, yeah, we could stay. We didn't need a fire to hang out at night. Yeah. Which was not the case. <laughs> the minute the sun dropped behind the mountains. And turned them purple. And turned them purple. It dropped, like, 10 to 15 degrees. The thing was, though, as opposed to Colorado, it would keep on getting colder over the night of Colorado. Mm-hmm. Most of the time when the sun went down to Arizona. It. And it dropped to, like... You know, 40, yeah, yeah, it would like, yeah, 40 to 38. It would only like very three to four mm-hmm. degrees over the rest of the night until mm-hmm. the sun came back up. Mm-hmm. So kind of once you found your warmth in the night air, <laughs> then you could kind of like maintain that through the night and yes. still hang it outside. Yes. But I just thought it was going to be a little like those summer Colorado times. I know. I know what you mean. I thought the same thing. And maybe we're just, I mean, we were in Sedona, which is it's still at like 4,000 feet elevation, and it's in northern Arizona. So maybe we just weren't south enough and low enough. Well, that's true. It was a northern spot. I mean, but not as north or as high as Flagstaff, which is only like 45 minutes uh, drive, Away. like kind of northeast of Sedona. And it's like 7,000 plus feet, and it was in the 20s at yeah. night. Because one night we were actually hanging out it's with snowing. people in Flagstaff, and uh, we were like, we could stay here, but then we looked and it's supposed to get down to 26. <laughs> and it's like, or we could just drive to Sedona, like 30 to 40 minutes, and it's 55. Yeah, yeah. And stay there tonight. And that was actually the, the night that we... That was the night... We were like, yeah, we can do that because like... Okay, so sorry about that. We actually... Our battery died on our recorder. Our battery died. It's run on batteries, not our solar power. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that. So that's a plus. So another I guess, van life I, yeah, hack. another van life hack. So thanks for hanging in. <laughs> Even though once it's edited, they're not going to be hanging in at all. It's just going to go right in. Well, my story will still drop <laughs> in the middle of like a sentence. That's true. That's true. And I'm going to be like, what was I talking about? That's why you got me. You were talking about driving to the spot in Sedona at night but, after hanging out in Flagstaff. But why was I talking about that? Because we were talking about how Sedona is warmer than Flagstaff, but not as warm as we were thinking. Right. So that's how we ended up in Sedona. (laughs) And you know what? We were meant to be in Sedona. Totally. quickly found out. Like, we had no... We were just saying Arizona when we were, like, talking about our winter. Like, knowing Sedona was an option, but Mm -hmm. didn't think we would kind of end up there for as long as we did. No. And that night led us to a, a few weeks of... Amazing experiences in Sedona. To continue listening to this episode, check out part two under Untitled Van Life Project, the podcast. <laughs>